it all begins here. The start of a unique journey. Driven by our passions, our heritage, and an unyielding force fueling us to chase our dreams. And along our voyage, we experience milestones, turning points on our road, new eras in our story. Look at the size of that! And purely through the force of our own will, we conquer. We rule. We blaze new trails. Taking on a trail blazing, eyebrow raising, jabroni beat, pie eat, people's champ, a rock. And though we may stumble, only one man walked out and it was me. We find the strength to rise again. The game has returned. And thrive. This is life. And it can be experienced only once. Like tonight. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Tonight. We do something that's never been done before. Paths will cross. A match where generations collide. John Cena versus The Rock. And eras will end. We are the last of our kind. Ends. The era ends. Tonight happens only once in a lifetime. Welcome to WrestleMania. My name Yo. is Rob. That's Zach. And we're, hey. we're back for WrestleMania 28. We're getting 28, there. 28. We're getting yeah. There. You know, it's actually funny. I went back and looked. I'm like, man, when did we start doing the 20s? And I looked, and it was May of 2019. And it was actually kind of funny. Like, 21, 20, 21, 22, 23. We're like... Yeah. May through January. Like, it's actually kind of funny. We took, like, this long break again, like, in the summer, like we did this year a bit. Mm -hmm. We're like, we didn't release anything for, like, a month and a half. It was, like, right. we released in, like, June or July, and then we didn't release it until, like, October. Oh, well, that's because I moved. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But then, like, ever since the pandemic happened in March, like, we've been cranking them out. Well, what better what better things do we have to do? I'm surprised we haven't tried to like start a Patreon or something. No. Really like make this into a, a business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that ain't happening. I don't foresee. Maybe, I don't know. WrestleMania Tell 28. Us. Oh, go ahead. 
tell us if you want us to start that on yes viewmania at gmail.com yes we want your money i mean patreon donations yeah so let us know if we should make one yes okay wrestlemania 28 april 1st 2012 from sun life stadium in miami florida yes so one of the many (sighs) wrestlemanias that is in florida yes wwe's favorite wrestlemania home although to be fair this is the first time they've been in florida in four years yes Yes. as of this recording yeah uh no special guest singer this year lillian garcia does america the beautiful with well i mean lillian garcia has a good voice she does but there was no you normally they have a guest that's true uh just troops with flags and jets fly over the stadium because it's an open air stadium yes oh god can we talk about the uh the setup for this year oh yeah this was the palm tree yeah the palm trees that blocked the view of several people so that they had to watch it on the television screens provided instead of seeing it live because uh the palm trees blocked the yes the infamous palm tree set yeah and and this is going to be a thing at wrestlemania for a while not palm yes. trees but no blockage them, <laughs> them putting these big pillars and like a dome overhead because they've been doing open air studio uh stadium so in case it rains the wrestlers don't get wet but uh it does block views so at wrestlemania 29 it got so bad if you got there early enough and could complain you typically got moved to better seats but after a while they couldn't move anybody because there was nowhere to put them and they were either issued refunds or they just left yeah and I and also it rained at WrestleMania 29 too. Slightly at uh, the very beginning. Slightly, but it was in New York in April. Yes, it's cold. Yes, burr. It's cold. All right. Yes, very much, very burr. Baby photos of John Cena and The Rock are shown, and more of them while they grew up. It's a new era, Zach, and it's the end of an era as Triple H and The Undertaker will face off in The Rock versus John Cena. And who knows whatever matches are happening because they don't tell us. Well, okay. End of an era, I can see. But what's this new era thing about? Because John Cena's been on top for eight years now. I don't know. No, it's end of an era because of Triple H and Undertaker fighting. Well, yeah. No, I get that. But it's also the start of a new era. Well, The Rock has to, you know pass the torch it's not official john cena is not the man until the rock says he is i see i see yeah all right we start off with what was the the match that was bumped last year and made into a pre-show match it's WWE world heavyweight championship match sheamus versus daniel bryan the champion with his girlfriend A.J. Lee. Yes. 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 Daniel Bryan is uh, WWE Heavyweight Champion, but Sheamus won the Royal Rumble. So this is Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania debut. There are tons of yes and, signs. Yeah. This match actually screwed up 
quite a bit of uh, booking initially, anyway. How so? Because, uh, well, Sheamus wasn't originally supposed to win the Royal Rumble this year. It was actually supposed to be Jericho, but everybody guessed that, so they switched to Sheamus to keep the marks guessing. Oh, yeah, God forbid. Let us ruin your WWE stuff. And, well, Jericho is in a match on this Mania, and a Royal Rumble win would have really helped that feud along. Um... Daniel Bryan and Sheamus have feuded before, so they already kind of have a built-in story there. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to say. The crowd is going nuts, though. The bell rings, but Daniel Bryan holds up his hands, and he asks AJ to give him a good luck kiss, which she does. But as soon as Daniel Bryan turns around, Sheamus hits a bro kick and picks up the win in a hole. 15 seconds. Yeah. So, we have Daniel Bryan, who is the best wrestler that the WWE employs at this very moment, and versus Sheamus. And then, and Sheamus, who, at the time, was a really good wrestler. He's, he's kind of slowed down now. Yeah, his injuries. injuries and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, he can still have a good match, but he's not quite at this at the uh, peak that he was here, and they give them 18 seconds. Yep. Bullshit. Like, and people were pissed, not because of that, but they were also looking forward to the match because, again, it was hyped up and, you know what I mean? Like, Right. He won the now, fucking Royal Rumble. Come on. Exactly. Now, they had an excellent rematch at Extreme Rules the very next month which was a two out of three falls match. And it was so cool what they did. Like Daniel Bryan was like, so, so like the peak, like peak of his WWE career. I mean, like in terms of like creative wrestling matches, you could say that he had a better peak a couple of years later in terms of actual uh, moments, but in terms of like cool stuff that Daniel Bryan gets to do, Inside of a wrestling match, that Extreme Rules match with Sheamus was probably peak for me anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, next up, we go to The Miz in the back with trying to get everybody on the Raw team to uh, get on the same page, and everyone just kind of blows him off. He introduces John Laurinaitis. He says their win tonight will be like Hogan versus Andre. Or when Stone Cold refused to tap out to Bret Hart. All right. Boring. Yawn. I'm already bored. Well, here's a boring match. Yes. Kane versus Randy Orton. <laughs> Kane comes out in his welder's mask. Do you remember that phase? Yes. This was. Uh, em- this is right after Embrace the Hate. Yes. Which ruined Zack Ryder's career. Yep. Previously, Kane became human, and he was sick of himself. And now he wants to become the monster that he once was. And he wants to destroy Randy Orton. Because apparently, Randy Orton is humanity. Well, I mean, he has... Let's see. 
Randy Orton has anger issues and throws ten tantrum tantrums and poops and bags. Sometimes it's nice. And, and poops in bags, and sometimes is nice, and likes to throw his arms up in the air. Yeah, he's humanity. There you go. Yeah. You know what's funny? I made a note here. Watching Randy Orton's entrance, it's the identical the then that it is today. Same yes. music, same poses, same camera shots, same stroby light effects that give you uh, a stroke, Ep- epilepsy. Seizures, yeah. yeah. Everything. Um, I was like, Jesus yeah, Christ. no, Randy, or- Randy Orton really hasn't involved in the last several years. I mean, I remember seeing him at WrestleMania 20. Was it 20? When he was doing the Legend Killer stuff. Yep. With, with, yeah. With, with the Rick McFoley Slayer and the and Rock. McFoley, yeah. Yeah. Man. So the bell And he rang- had better music back then, too. Yeah, I guess. Burr, burner, burner, burr. All right. The bell rings and a loud Daniel Bryan chant breaks out. Uh, Orton takes down Kane and works over with him with kicks. Orton sets up for a dra- draping DDT, which Cole says, setting up for that bulldog. <laughs> Fucking hell. Cole. Come on. Stop it. Kane blocks and drops Orton on the top rope and follows up with a big boot. And then a long sleeper hold in the middle of the ring. Because that's what everyone just loves to watch. Sleeper holds. Well, it is a Kane match. I love Kane, but, like, he gets tired very easily. And he likes the bump on his knee. There you go. Uh, they get a booyah spot where Orton is cheering and Kane is booed. Kane follows up with a European uppercut, which I always love. He goes, <laughs> he goes yeah! He does it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sidewalk slam on Orton only gets a two count another sleeper hold by Kane Orton eventually gets out with a swinging neck breaker several clotheslines by Orton but doesn't knock Kane off his feet uh, Kane misses the right hand and Orton hits a power slam which looked damn impressive because that's fucking Kane right very uh, strong is Randy boy yeah uh, Orton then hits his great DD which you call Again, calls it a bulldog. Orton tries for an RKO, but Kane pushes him away. And then he gets a big boot for a two count. Kane climbs to the top rope, but Orton dropkicks Kane out of midair. Orton goes for the punt, but but Kane goozles Orton. He hits a choke slam, but only gets a two count. Orton tries for another RKO, but Kane again blocks it. Kane then climbs to the second rope, but Orton keeps throwing punches on Kane over and over again. Orton takes forever on the top rope uh, with Kane, and Kane hits a super choke slam from the second rope to pick up the win. And I apparently didn't write down the times again. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't have the times either. Ah, who for cares? This. Uh, I think it was about eleven minutes though. It was it wasn't very long. Also, I have to say that the second rope choke slam did not look good. No. No, I thought it didn't look as good as a regular choke slam. Alright, it is 10 minutes and 58 seconds. You are almost right on the money. Alright. So, there you go. Um, I mean, I thought it was okay. I mean, Randy Orton is just kind of Randy Orton. 
And Kane is Kane. He's boring. Like, they both... They both don't... They're very set in their ways. It was a very by-the-numbers match. True. Storytelling. They just went out and did moves. And it was like, all right, match is done. Any thoughts? Yeah. No, I thought... I thought that this was kind of just a blah match. Like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't I mean, even good the, even either. The freaking build up to it was like, I don't give a fuck. And, and, you know, this is the thing that I've been noticing about these wrestle, this like late era 20s show. Like, everything is just kind of like, this is just another pay per view that's slightly longer. Yeah. Than the other ones. Like,. <clears throat> Doesn't there doesn't necessarily feel like there's like any oom for creative about uh, these matches? As certain people that don't show up show up for for this one. It's gonna pay a day. They don't care. That's true. Santino Santino isn't catering. He's eating some crab legs and some Captain Keith from the Deadliest Catch. I don't know who this guy is. And Mick Foley. Is over there, and he plugs the Delius catch. That's gonna start on April tenth. Mick Foley does a pirate accent, Yay. and Keith says nobody talks like that. Both Foley and Santino beat up the crab legs, and Ron Simmons comes from nowhere and yells "damn," and Santino's plate of crab legs goes flying because he was scared. Yes. Well, Ron Simmons is very scary when he says damn. He comes out of nowhere and yes. yells it very loud. Yes. Next up, we have the Intercontinental Championship match. Cody Rhodes, the champion, versus The Big Show. Well, it's The Big Show. Yep, he sure is. Um, all right, so let's talk about Cody Rhodes, because last year, Cody Rhodes was facing Rey Mysterio in a match that we thought was probably one of the best ones on the show. Yes. So, and to, na- to, so you'd mentioned that he went on to win the Intercontinental Championship. Yes. He has been the Intercontinental Championship holder for 233 days. One of the longest reigns, according to Michael Cole. Yeah, it doesn't really happen. Like there, I think that they're probably going to keep the Hunky Tonk Man's record forever. So, he's been what, like or, a couple years. It was like four. It was four hundred. It was four hundred something days. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it was like oh over a year. Um, but Cody Rhodes was like on fire during this time. He had great matches. He was feuding with, um, he was feuding with everybody for the Intercontinental title, and then he was also like having a, a mini feud with Randy Orton on several pay-per-views and those matches I remember being fairly good. Well, there you go. Um, but, but he has uh, recently, just very recently dropped the uh, deformed gimmick um, mask thing so that he's more of a, you can, you can see his face. And I guess that was mostly just because the mask made it really hard to breathe, according well, to Well, it probably ran its course. Probably, yeah. So, but I, I think this was still still fairly, like, early on in 
his removal of it, though. Gotcha. If I remember correctly. Yeah. The world's largest athlete. Seven feet, close to 500 pounds. The most dominant athlete in the history of sports entertainment. WrestleMania, baby! Woo! This don't look good. Time for the first ever sumo match that wrestled. Oh! Oh, oh no! Mr. Sacco! That stink is nasty! Sacco! Whoa! promo package where the big show is portrayed as this unstoppable giant with sound bites from JR and Vince McMahon saying what an unstoppable giant he is. We then get a fucking record scratch and wacky music starts playing. It was basically basically yeah, that. music. Yeah, yeah. And it shows botches and cartoon sound effects with like they went to the best of like Hanna-Barbera Sound effects, uh, sampler CD. It was like, oh, we need the <laughs> boom and the and, and all the other wacky. So basically, the whole point yeah. of it was, uh, the times Big Show has been defeated at WrestleMania, and Cody Rhodes is trying to embarrass the Big Show because he's terrible at WrestleMania. You would think you wouldn't even need to do. How much work did Cody put together putting this video together? To embarrass the Big Show, it sounds like the Big Show embarrasses himself every year at WrestleMania. I mean, well, yes, he, but he won. It's, it's he, all about it, it's all about mind games. I guess, man, you have to get inside the Big Show's head and tell him that he's lost every match that he's ever had at WrestleMania, even though uh, that's not the case. I think we, if we go back and look, I think he's won all but two. Nope. Uh, or, no. N- no, 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 I, I'm sorry. He's lost all but two. I think he's only won twice but prior to this. Close. Big Show has the second most losses at WrestleMania. He is three and eight. Ah. Okay, because I can remember him winning with Kane the tag titles at, like, WrestleMania 22 or 23. Yeah, it was with the, Big... uh, the Undertaker, wasn't it? It was supposed to be... Uh, 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 what's his face? Jones or whatever. That big guy who sucked. No, no, no. Like they, he had a match with Kane and. Uh, oh, that's right. He was, he was Kane he, and him. He was t- at Yo! versus uh, yes, Masters and Carlito. Yes, when they were getting locked in the, when he got locked into the uh, locker room, and they're like, "Oh, hey, this is another door," and he got out. <laughs> and then <laughs> they like I'm idiots. just trying. To- yeah, so like I'm just trying to remember his his wins and like uh mankind versus him at WrestleMania 15 when he chokes oh, him right. through the through the chairs. So that was right after his debut. Yeah, and then he won at WrestleMania 22 or 23 with yeah with Kane. Uh, with Kane. Um, and then that. Who won the Hardcore Championship at WrestleMania 17? That's Kane, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was Kane okay. who won um, that. I can't think of the third match either. Unless, like... No, Kane also... I was like, did he win the ECW title? But no, that was also Kane. <laughs> yeah. I remember the match with, like... I don't know. Someone. Let's see. I'm Googling Big Show WrestleMania matches. Big Show mm. WrestleMania record. At WrestleManiaRecord.blogspot.com Oh, wow. Oh, according to this, he's had 13 matches. He's won four and lost nine. So, actually, we were wrong. He's lost against Mankind. I think, remember that? I okay. think they overturned it. He lost at oh, WrestleMania... Yeah, yeah. He lost at WrestleMania 2000. He yes. lost at WrestleMania 17, yeah. which we knew. Mm-hmm. He right. lost at WrestleMania 19. He lost at WrestleMania 20. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He lost at WrestleMania 21 or 22 in the tag team match. Wait, what? No, he won. That's his first win. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he won at WrestleMania 22. Yeah, he lost against Aki Bono at 21. He won at 22. Yes. yes. He lost uh, against Floyd Mayweather. That was at the 24. Uh, he lost, he lost at, at 25. 25. Yep. He won. Wait, where did it go from 1 to 3? His third win was, yeah, WrestleMania 27 or 28. His third one was oh, at twenty eight. So yes, twenty seven. He won the, uh, he won that six man. He won the tag team championships. Him and uh, oh, with, with and Miz. Miz. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. That's sad right. that we couldn't remember last year's WrestleMania. <laughs> well, it was it was, it was, it was Miz the opener. Show. It was the opener. Yeah. It, well, no, it wasn't the opener because the opener was Edge versus. Oh, that's Alberto. right. It was the second match then. Yeah, and it's also Miz show, which is like. Yeah, like it, it, dude, put a gun like, to my Jared, head and tell me all the all the partners Big Show's had, and like Miz Show would be like the one I don't remember. I probably remember Miz Show, but like, it's like it's not Jericho. It wasn't him and the Undertaker. It wasn't him and Kane. Like you know, like those are like his bet his better uh, tag team partners. Huh. All right. So, do you remember the time when Big Show stole Rey Mysterio's entrance? <laughs> this was so creepy. So you know how uh, Rey Mysterio would go up to fans and like push his head against their head and give them a mask. Yeah, yeah. Big Show would do this too. <laughs> Big Show's going up to these children and be like, Brr, and like <laughs> giving them this beanie and like. Pressing their foreheads like, I would not let my children face to face with wrestlers. Well, would you do it with Rey Mysterio? No, even though he's probably a <laughs> child, he looks like a child. He's a grown ass man with a with a uh, adult son now. It's true. Who's wrestling? Dominic. Yeah. What happened to Dominic? His... Looking happened... real Jack, baby. Uh, looking real Jack. What happened to his blonde hair? <laughs> Well, you, you you know, he's like, I want to be more natural right now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I thought it was fucking hilarious. I'm like, I literally wrote my notes. Big Show stealing Rey Mysterio's entrance. 
so weird like i've never understood like let's go touch fans let's go touch the children i could see like uh, hey giving them a beanie giving them a mask but touching foreheads just seems creepy yeah i don't maybe, know like maybe maybe, maybe like... ray mysterio is worried about people having fevers yeah he's just like let me take your temperature oh no you have a temperature i can't give you the mask yeah <laughs> Is this how they're going to um, check for coronavirus? They're going to push you up against Rey Mysterio? Well, that uh, may explain why he hasn't been on television yeah. in a couple weeks. Yeah, maybe. The uh, bell well, Although he is he's recovering from his eye injury. Yeah, his eye popped out. And and then yes. there was And looked and looked and looked like a marble. Yes. Yeah. The bell rings and Cody quickly exits the ring and Big Show catches Rhodes. From a cross body block attempt on the outside, Cody is press slammed back inside the ring, which looked awesome. Big Show. Yeah, Cody. Beal... Cody is selling for Show here. Yes. Tonight. Show beals Cody across the ring and then he hits a chest chop, which again, I was watching, and I'm like, Big Show's move set. He still does the shh and then does the slap and, like, man. Nothing changes. He anymore. stole that from he stole that from Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> well, it's more effective. Come on. Well, it is more effective when Big Show does it, but Bubba Ray hits them harder. Yes. Well, also, <laughs> you know, Big Show got offended when the Great Khali stole it, and they got into an actual fist fight backstage. And that Khali won because Big Show tripped. <laughs> And fell over. Oh no. Big Show presses his butt into Cody's face as another Daniel Bryan chant breaks out again. But quickly stops. Just as quick as it started. Rhodes finally gets some offense in with a drop kick to the knee. An insiguri that takes Big Show down. Cody keeps working over the knee and the leg. Show swats Cody away and then starts beating him down. Some more, and goes for a splash. Cody gets his his boot up, though. He hits a disaster kick. Uh, Big Show goes uh, for a second one, but Show punches him in midair. And Big Show hulks up for some reason. And he hits a knockout punch, and he wins. Big Show wins at WrestleMania. And he's, like, crying, and he's holding the Intercontinental like, Championship. Rawr. And now he's... I won. He, he, now, now he's now he's a Grand Slam winner. Is that true? Yeah. Oh God, I yeah. didn't know that. Well, yeah. Good for him. Match went five uh, minutes and nineteen seconds. And God, can we talk about how he loses the title? You go ahead. Cause I have no clue. Oh, okay. So you expect me to month, keep watching this garbage? <laughs> Fair enough. The very next month, uh, Cody Rhodes and Big Show have a rematch at Extreme Rules for the Intercontinental title, and it's a tables match. And Big Show loses the match by stepping on a table, and oh, it breaks yeah. as he's trying to get back <laughs> into the into ring. The ring. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's lost. The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so, and Cody laughed at him and stuff, and everybody was very sad. Oh. A promo hyping up the WWE Divas, and Maria Kanellis says, What a great deal it is to be working for the WWE. Going around the world, there's no limit to what WWE Divas can do. All set to Madonna's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Uh, Cindy Lopez? Whatever, I think Madonna did a cover of it. I oh, don't know. Okay. It said Madonna. I was surprised. I, I, Maria Canellis, like, I, 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 I skipped this portion because, like, I just wanted to get the to the matches. But I thought Maria Canellis was gone by now. No, apparently not. You know, it's sad because this is like the fourth or fifth WrestleMania we've seen, where they're like, "Yeah, divas can do anything. We're powerful," and then they're putting like dreadful, like, Braun panties matches or like just. Terrible sexist things are said. Or done. True. True. Although, the match this time around, I don't... It's just like a... You know, they have like a Divas tag. Yeah, no, I'm not just saying. I'm just saying, though, like... The WWE is just like... Hey, we're going to tell you how great our WWE's are and treat them like a human. But then, like, the next thing, they're like... Oh, uh, their boobs are big. And they... and And they're, they're not dressed well. Or, you know True. What I, mean? I mean, they like it's just yeah, they, terrible. Th- yeah, they they don't they historically have not treated their women very well. The message is very mixed when it's like one second you're telling us like WWE divas are great and powerful can do anything, and the next minute they're in like they're bronze and like yeah, they're just like oh, objects. we're going to have a chocolate pudding match. What yes. is a chocolate pudding match? You wrestle in chocolate pudding. You know. Yes. Anywho, tag team women's match thing a boo with celebrity people. <laughs> thing of thing of boo. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, Maria Menounos and Kelly Kelly versus Beth Phoenix. Hello. Dude. As the Ke- and Eve. Kelly Kelly, the best women's worker on the brand. <laughs> she was like twenty three near. No, she was signed I think... really young. She was like 21 yeah, no, or I'm... something when she signed with WWE. I think she was 19 when she was oh, on the it, first 19, episode yeah. of e- when she was on the first episode of ECW. I still uh, which wish was in I could 2006. Yes, this is six years later. So six years later, so she's 25. Oh, still young. Damn. Yes. Even Kelly Kelly start out. Eve gets a two count after her corona. Kelly Kelly tries for a handspring uh, to the corner, but is stopped with a kick to the back. The crowd hates this. They're booing and bored, and Maria and Kelly give Eve a double stink face. Another Daniel Bryan chant breaks out. <laughs> That's three. Yes. Eve works over the ribs that were hurt while training for the match. Yeah, so... Maria Menounos in training this match fucked herself up good. Like, legitimately. Well, who, who is Maria Menounos? She works for E Television. Doesn't she? Mm. She's like a I, she's like a roaming ce- celebrity reporter. I see. Because I didn't... I, I, I had the no only idea reason, who she was. I think the only reason she's there is because E is a universal... Uh, NBC Universal property. Yeah, probably. And I think she's a legitimate fan. She's cute. 
And hell, more, more props to her. She legitimately went and fucking trained for this match. Hmm. Yeah, she like hurt her ribs and like broke something, like a broke a finger. Or... She hurt herself legit. And they played into this match. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she learned a little bit. She learned to learn how to take bumps, which is probably the worst part. I mean, more power to her. I, I, I'll fucking, I have done it. So who am yeah, I? I don't want to take no. I don't want to take bumps. No, thank you. I kind of do. I do want to wrestle. I was shocked. I have been in, in a wrestling ring. Uh, yeah. TNA had a house show here, and after the match, after the matches. You could pay 20 bucks to jump in the ring and take a picture of Jeff Hardy. So we did that. Oh. Me and my buddy did that. And I was shocked when I got in the ring. I was like, hey, this is pretty fucking padded. Like, it was still, you know, probably hard. It still hurt. But I was actually kind of shocked that, like, hey, it isn't like a fucking brick. Mm-hmm. You know, because on TV it looks flat. But in reality, it's a little squishy. And a little bouncy. I nearly tripped going out of the ring because I hooked my hooked my foot over the second rope hmm. as I was stepping down. It was still cool to be in the ring. Just getting in the ring was worth the twenty bucks. And Jeff Hardy was Jeff Hardy in TNA, so you know, doing his weird. You saw the picture, you'd be like, "Yep, that's Jeff Hardy for you." But yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Attempt to wear head scissors. Running Beth into the corner. She then gives up, goes up to the top rope. It's a oh, yes, the, Kelly, the famous Kelly Kelly tilt wall head scissors where she goes, ah. Yes. To make it go, to make it stronger. Yes. It's like, it's yeah. like an anime. You have to yell yeah. to make your, your move more powerful. Ah. And then, yeah. I mean, I was watching an anime this week. Where the girl the main character likes fell overboard from a ferry and he was yelling her name while underwater and it was perfectly clear as if he were on land. Mm. I mean, Which show was this? Rental, rent a girlfriend. Trash. Not something. Trash at the finest. Not something I'm going to watch. Trash <laughs> at the finest. Uh. If you two are listening and like anime, bonsaipeat.com. My anime podcast. I show up there. I show up there occasionally. I was actually gonna ask you if you wanted to join, because I've got five shows I'm watching, and have yet to record them. And it's week five of fucking anime for this season. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Hell yes! All right, look at that on the air and everything. <laughs> Put you on the spot. Anywho, getting back to Kelly yelling, yelling and making her moves more powerful. Kelly Kelly reverses a, a glam slam into a bulldog. Maria then is tagged in. Maria Menounos. She mm-hmm. climbs to the top rope slowly. Beth easily stops her, and Power lives here. Maria gets a schoolgirl, and after being rammed into Eve, picks up the win. So, yeah. Uh, yep, having having your t- two best female performers job to a celebrity. Yep. Great. Uh, six minutes and 22 seconds. Hmm. Yeah. Good shit. It was a match. I'm moving on. Matt Stryker is in the back with a very special guest, Michael Cole states. Stryker introduces Shawn Michaels. And Stryker asks that, quote, he must be filled with conflicting emotions. 
your thoughts? Because you see, HBK is a special guest referee in the end of an era Hell in a Cell match with Triple H and The Undertaker tonight. HBK says he has the power to end an era. And isn't it ironic? And then Marissa, and then, you know, Jagged Little Pill plays. Uh, yeah. Um, that's not what irony is, but okay. Yes. Justin Roberts states there's a new attendance record of 78,363 fans in the Sun Life Stadium. We will get more into the numbers after the review. Jim Ross is introduced, and Michael Cole reluctantly shakes Jim Ross's hand, playing on last year's stuff. So I literally just got done. Uh, I just literally got done reading Jim Ross's second book. Well, yes, listening to it, he uh, he wrote Yeats himself. He talked about the whole WrestleMania 27 and 28, mm-hmm. and he said he had no clue that Michael Cole was going to squirt barbecue sauce in his eye or on him. And he got him in his eye. And he said, if you ever want to have a fucking hurt eye, just squirt some Jared's barbecue sauce in it. Because it stings like a motherfucker. It's probably spicy. Yes. Um, he said he didn't, he said he liked them. He liked the buildup, but he knew a lot of it too was to get on JR and to get him angry. And he'd made a promise to his wife, Jan, that he wasn't going to react. And he legitimately did not engage in Michael Cole during those, uh, lead up to WrestleMania and during WrestleMania 27. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't fucking know. But yeah, once again, the guys asked JR to come back to call their match. <clears throat> so, and he was supposed right, to call, it. he was supposed to call it the year before. Between uh, uh, Shawn Michaels and, and uh, Undertaker. Oh, oh, so a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, 26. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they told him he was going to go. And this is when he was getting, you know, he was getting less and less. And he said mm-hmm. he was so excited. He was so fucking excited. And then he gets there, and they tell him, yeah, we're not going to use you anymore. And he said he felt so dejected. And was so mad. And he thought it was so cool. After that match, after WrestleMania was over, instead of going to the after party, a bunch of the boys drove their uh, their uh, motorhomes in a circle. Mm-hmm. They lit a fire, and Shawn Michaels and Undertaker and Jr. sat around that fire by themselves, drinking and telling stories all night. And they had security guards around the, the stuff so fans couldn't get in and bother them. Hmm. And they were both that so... Cool. They said they were so mad at Vince that they wouldn't... that he couldn't call the match. So. Yeah. I don't know what it is with Vince McMahon and JR. Like He doesn't I understand it get... either. He literally says yeah. he doesn't understand why there was so much energy and focus on... 
putting him because at first it was he even says in the book hey when I came back as a heel you know when they would dog JR the fans reacted so then he got into matches and stuff like that but then after a while it just became to well let's ridicule JR to get get a heat or you know a pop or and after a while just for JR to fucking uh you know just to make fun of JR because Vince is an asshole like that fucking Dr. Heine segment he had right. just had the Bell's palsy attack and he was literally fucking called by Vince McMahon saying hey JR hope you're doing well you should really watch tonight's WWE Raw and he had no fucking clue at the very end of the show, the Dr. Heine segment went off. He said his cry- his wife was crying and saying, I don't understand why they make fun of you. After another Bell's Palsy attack, because he had to go into surgery. Or for, this was for a colon thing, I think. Yeah, he had colon right. surgery. But uh, still. Right. right. That makes sense with Dr. Heine. Yeah. Sorry, it was a colon thing. Where he almost died, legitimately. He said he was like... Two weeks away. They said if he wouldn't have shown up to the hospital two weeks earlier or two weeks later, he would have died because his mm-hmm. colon blockage was so bad. Right. But, uh, yeah, he even said, like, the amount of effort and energy went into ridiculing him, making fun of him. Didn't make sense. But then on the other hand, he would tell him backstage what an asset he is and this and that and, like, you know, say he's doing a good job. So strange, dude. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, got off on a tangent. End of an era Hell in a Cell special guest referee match. The Undertaker Yay. versus Triple H with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. So on one hand, you have the Undertaker with this streak. Triple H tried to beat it last year. And he couldn't. For the first time. Yes. So it never happened before. Nope, never. The year before, Shawn Michaels was... Uh, career ended by Undertaker at WrestleMania 26. And yeah. now... I don't know. Triple H just says I want to speed streak. So, yeah. Shawn Michaels comes out. Michaels... Michael gives a slick to JR. Uh, Undertaker comes out and puts down his hood. Undertaker has a shaved head now. And JR just says, Wow, what has happened to The Undertaker? In a hushed voice. (laughs) He got bald. Yes. That's what happened. The WWE, I was shocked by this. The WWE, or they forgot. The WWE has paid for the memory remains as the Hell in a Cell cage lowers. As the Hell in a Cell gets its own entrance this year. Yes. So the cage comes <laughs> down instead of. No, 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 no. Nope, it's under. It's Metallica's. The memory remains. You get to listen to it on the, on the WWE network. I was in shock. I was like, holy shit! So, I've never seen an animate object get its own wrestling entrance. You haven't watched enough DDT. Apparently not. (laughs) 
at this point, there has been 24 Hell in a Cell matches. Just think about that. 24 times. And 2012. God. I remember when this match used to be a fucking big deal. And now it's just Hell in a Cell because it's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view time. Yeah. Ugh. And they do two, at least, on that Now they do three, usually. Or no, they just do, yeah. Now they break them up between the men and the women. Right. But it used to be, you know, like, I think the year prior, or a couple years prior, the Hell in a Cell matches were Undertaker versus CM Punk and John Cena, Randy Orton. Like, it's like, that was because they have to do two at every pay-per-view. Yeah. One for each brand. Well, there you go. Because they have to be equal that way. Equal. Equal. The bell rings. Both men have have done nothing but stare at each other. The crowd, uh, they start off with throwing punches. Undertaker gets the better of Triple H early on. Jarrah calls Undertaker with the right hands. A park. Par- paragenic? I don't know what I was trying paragenic. to write. Yeah. Calls him paragenic. Huh. Yeah. Not carcerogenic. No. Not pandemic. No. <clears throat> Triple H is thrown outside the ring and slammed face first into the steel steps. Undertaker reverses a whip. Triple H is thrown into the cell, falls up with a backdrop. Sean tries to check on Triple H. And Undertaker pushes him out of the way. Undertaker throws Triple H into the steel steps again. Back in the ring, Undertaker no-sells a high knee face buster. And then clotheslines Triple H. Undertaker hits Triple H in the ring steps and puts the base of the ring steps into the ring. Triple H gets a DDT out of nowhere. He slams the head of Taker into the into the steps several times. And it tries for a pedigree on the steps, but Triple H is backdropped. Undertaker is spine-bustered onto the steel steps. Triple H goes for the cover, but Undertaker gets the Hell's Gate locked in on the same move that Triple H tapped out to the year before. Triple H is able to pick up Undertaker and powerbomb him uh, off the steps. Triple H goes under the ring and pulls out two steel chairs. A chair shot to the back of Undertaker. Undertaker is whipped into the steps that were propped up in the corner. <clears throat> Triple H starts beating the hell out of the Undertaker with a chair. He beats his back and then uses the edge of the of the shoulder as Sean finally takes the chair away from Triple H. But Triple H refuses to cover the Undertaker. Game like I don't know, Undertaker must have like taken like twenty chair shots in this Well, it's match. been like that for the last couple of WrestleMania matches though. I know, it just felt like it was egregious here because like so many of them were like right in a row. Yeah. I agree. Sean is checking on the Undertaker. Triple H comes from behind and shoves Sean out of the way. Uh, Sean then checks the Undertaker and says, Don't stop it. As Undertaker gets back to his feet. And another chair shot only gets a two count. Triple H yells at Sean. Uh, Triple H yells to Sean to end it or he will. Triple H grabs the sledgehammer. But Sean gets in Triple H's way. And Sean says that he is going to ring the bell. And the Undertaker says, please don't. 
and Triple H hits a sledgehammer to the face, and Triple H again only gets a two count because Undertaker is superhuman at WrestleMania. Yeah, and and here's the thing that's like they're telling a story of like oh Undertaker is like a, this wounded dog that needs to be put down, blah 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 blah. It's a Hell in a Cell match. There should be never be a DQ. Sean should not get in the way. No, of no, no, no. Yo, he the whole point is Sean's worried about the Undertaker, and he thinks the Undertaker's getting so hurt that he can't. He doesn't want to see him lose his career, so he wants to call the match because he doesn't want to see Triple H hurt him so much that it could be detrimental. No, I, I, I know what the story is. I get it. Like it's a great little story. Do it in a different type of match, not Hell in a Cell. It ha- but it has to be Hell in a Cell, because that's Undertaker's match. Yeah. No, I, like, I agree. I mean, it's funny, too, because, like, one minute he's like, I'm going to ring the bell. You're so hurt. And then he gets fucking hit in the head with a sledgehammer, and he can kick out at two. Right. It's like, well, which is it? <clears throat> Shawn Michaels then wrestles. With the choice of ringing the bell, Sean checks on the Undertaker again, and Taker pulls Michaels, uh... Taker then puts Michaels in the Hell's Gate as well. Triple H eventually breaks it up with another sledgehammer shot. Take that, referee. Taker gets a low blow on Triple H. He gets him in the Hell's Gate again, but Michaels is out. Triple H grabs the sledgehammer, but Triple H doesn't have enough strength to use the hammer. As Triple H fades... Away, Charles Robinson comes out from the from the back and unlocks the Hell in a Cell door to a chorus of boos. Undertaker chokes out oh, Triple H. Poor little Nate. I know, little Nate is just doing his job. I know. Triple H, uh, let's see. Triple H gets a near fall. Undertaker chokeslams Charles Robinson. Sean is still out. But then Sean Michaels out of nowhere hits a sweet chin music. And Triple H hits the pedigree. One. Two, kick out. Michaels is upset. Triple H is astonished. For some reason, Sean stops Triple H from doing anything. Doing anything, and Triple H throws Sean Michaels out of the ring. Again, <laughs> we just saw him fucking help Triple H by super kicking him, and then right. you know if he really no, wanted to help, po- he should have fast counted him. Yeah, there's point like. I, I know that this is, like, the favorite match of, like, several people. Like, this is their favorite WrestleMania match. And I was re-watching it, and I'm like, it's good, but there's a lot of, like, story things that don't make any sense. Yeah, like, none have gone back to Shawn Michaels is flip. Yeah, Triple uh, Shawn Michaels, like, is flipping back and forth between people. He's not in any way objective. And it's just like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> The Undertaker sits up. He scares Triple H. <laughs> and now Undertaker uh. is a house of fire. The Undertaker hits a tombstone pile driver. Sean is in the back in the ring now. Triple H kicks out. A shocked Undertaker with a big glob of drool hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> the crowd is going nuts. A long yeah. boo-yay spot with Triple H getting boos and Undertaker getting the yays. Triple H gets another pedigree after blocking a tombstone attempt, but again only gets a two count. Undertaker then has a steel chair. He starts hitting Triple H over and over again like Triple H did earlier. 
Shawn Michaelson gets in the under, gets in the middle, and tells Undertaker, "That's enough," like a father would. He's like, "I want to take that chair away, Mister." <laughs> the Undertaker then makes a cover, but again, only a two count. The bruising on Undertaker's shoulder is really bad from the chair shots earlier. <coughs> yeah. Uh, Triple H can barely pick up his sledgehammer as he tries to lunge at Undertaker with it. But Undertaker stops Triple H and takes the hammer away. Triple H tells Undertaker to suck it. Taker throws the hammer away and Triple H can't even get to his feet under his own power. He climbs the Undertaker. A tombstone power driver is hit. After a moment of hesitation from Shawn Michaels, he counts the pinfall. Your winner, The Undertaker, at 30 minutes and 47 seconds. And now Taker is 20 and 0. Yes. All three men take their time and the entrance ramp. They hug. An interesting note is Triple H had a picture framed and sent to The Undertaker of all three of them hugging on the ramp. The Undertaker mm-hmm. called it one of his best one of his favorite matches with Triple H as well as well as the ones from Sean at WrestleMania 24 and 25. Um, the picture's actually hanging up in, like, his study at his house. Oh. Yeah. Cool. A nice little gesture. And you get to clearly see Undertaker repping Bone Street crew. Yep. Because he has his straps down and stuff. Yep. His backstage faction to fight the clique of which he's now hugging two members of. Yes. It's kind of of strange. Eh. (laughs) Young and dumb. True. The WWE Hall of Fame package is shown. Edge was the headliner of the show. The class is made up of Mil Mascaris, Alberto Del Rio's father. Uh, uncle. Uncle. Oh, his uncle? Okay. Yeah. You know, Dos Caras is his, ah, uh, yes. his father. Yes. Yeah. Yokozuna, Ron Simmons, The Four Horsemen, Mike Tyson, and Edge. So, Mike, Josh Matthews is in the back. He says that Flo Oh, Rider... I actually, I have, a, I have a, a small note about this. This yeah. makes uh, Ric Flair the first two-time Hall of Famer. Yes, uh, he might be a third time. He might be. However, at this very moment in, in wrestling, in, in 2011, where we were here. Oh, yeah, he was in uh, TNA. He was in TNA. And how they got Ric Flair to be able to go into the WWE Hall of Fame was they borrowed Christian to induct Sting into the TNA Hall of Fame that year. And it was terrible, too. It was terrible? Yeah, it wasn't like some no, like it wasn't even that big of a deal. Like no one gave a shit. Oh, I mean, like, they were happy to see Christian, but they were like, why is Christian inducting Sting? Yeah. You know? Like, they had some matches they together had... and stuff. Yeah. But, like, it it would have made much more sense if, like, Ric Flair inducted Sting, but... Yeah, no shit. Know. Make a million times yeah. more sense. Yeah. Whatever. Flo Rider will be performing, and Heath Slater says, you don't want to interview Flo Rider. You want to interview the one-man Southern Rock Band. Flo Rider comes out. And then out. everybody just walks away. No, it was worse. 
Florida comes out. He says that he should do it. They should do a duet. A DJ, or he could be a backup dancer. Flowrider says no to each one of those requests. Flowrider then pushes him down. And it looked like pretty hard. Like he fucking went full force. Like fucking Heath like slammed up against this wall. And then like Flowrider's crew came out and laughed at him. That's pretty bad when you're laughed at by Flowrider's crew. Yes. From what I hear, he doesn't have much of one, but I could be totally wrong. I don't fucking know. I just thought it was dumb because, like, dude, you got fucking Heath Slater. Like, don't get me wrong. Not exactly the... He's got kids. Yes. Anyway, I just thought it was stupid making your fucking performer look like a fucking idiot. Team Johnny versus Team Teddy. People power. So if Johnny's team wins, (laughs) he gets control of both Raw and SmackDown. So... Yay. So, bringing people power. Yep. Everywhere. <sighs> poor right. John. Poor John Laryngitis. Yes. Ms. Mark Henry, Drew McIntyre, Jack Swagger, Dolph Ziggler, David Otunga is the team captain of Team Raw. Team SmackDown is Kofi Kingston, Great Cully, R Truth, Zack Ryder, Booker T. Team captain is Santino Morella. So there's a huge delay before the SmackDown is introduced. Vicky Guerrero is a flag bearer. Brie Bella is introduced introduces Raw, and Nikki Bella introduces SmackDown. And Hornswoggle is the standard bear, and Oksana joins with Teddy, and Michael Cole is morphed into a heel commentator. I wrote, God, I hope this match is quick. After a million years, the bell finally rings. Ziggler and Kofi Kingston start with the cross body block by Kingston, but only gets a two count. Cully is tagged in. He steals the Big Show's chest slap gimmick. Booker T is tagged in. He beats down Drew McIntyre, who is super young. Because I was like, damn. Booker punches everyone on the Team Raw. But it gives McIntyre the opportunity to hit the big boot for a two count. Mark Henry hits a big slam on Booker T. Kali gets a flapjack on him. Uh, sorry, flap. Booker Kali gets a flapjack hit on by two people. Mm-hmm. The match starts to break down. The entire Raw team is out on the floor, and Hornswoggle is thrown on them. Mark Henry catches Hornswoggle and throws him away. Kofi then knocks everybody down. Oksana and Vicky start fighting. And then the Bell Twins start fighting. This is just a mess. (sighs) Blah, 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 blah. Who gives a fuck? Miz hits the skull-crushing finale. Gets the win. I think we should... uh, Okay, but we should talk about how he... Who he pinned? He pinned Zack Ryder. Okay. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So Zack Ryder sends. Okay. So Zack. Um, Zack Ryder sends Ziggler inside out, and sets up for a Rough Rider, and takes Ziggler out. Eve comes from nowhere, and chants "Woo, woo, woo" with Ryder, and this allows Miz to hit the skull crushing finale for the pinfall at ten minutes and thirty two seconds. Yes. After the match. Um. Uh. 
okay, so yeah, they, they win, blah, blah, blah. Eve says that she's shot, sorry, and then kicks Zack Ryder in the balls and then walks up the ramp. Yeah. So she turned heel. And, and this is just all about, well, yes, he t- she turned heel, but this is all about embarrassing Zack Ryder, who was uh, United States champion not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like, Eve, like, was making out with John Cena, and Zack was watching, like, all sports, like, Zack would just have a terrible time in, like, they totally embarrassed him, um, made him look like a fool, and then this is just, like, the culmination of that, and he was never really over in the same way again. Yep. Until now. Yep. As Matt Cardona. Matt. Ah, Long Island Strong. Yes. Looking real jacked, baby. Yep. Looking real jacked. All right. Let's move on from that atrocious crap. A-Rod and Tori Wilson are shown in the crowd. Didn't know they dated. Yeah. Yes. WWE champion CM Punk is standing in the hallway in the back as the Raw team is celebrating. Johnny says that he doesn't want a brawl. He wants a wrestling match. And the best in the world. I've been the best ever since day one when I walked into this company. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. My addiction is wrestling. For almost six years, I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best. Fight mom! I am the best in the world. My name is C.M. Punk. The end of the world as you know it has arrived. The end of thievery, the end of plagiarism, and then there's C.M. Punk. I've already exposed the deep, dirty secrets about your dysfunctional family. Your father is an alcoholic, and your sister, She's got problems with substance abuse, doesn't she? Your parents' wedding date took place after your birth date. That makes you the legal definition of a bastard. See, I'm not off limits, but my family, as far as I'm concerned, is. I am not a bastard. I'm the best wrestler in the world. You were never really the man like how I'm the man, were you? While you choose to leave and be a rock star, I'm here on top, swimming with sharks, while you're dancing with stars. Let me be completely clear and honest with you. I came back to the WWE for one reason only to beat you for that title at WrestleMania and shove down your throat that I am the best in the world at what I do. I prove it, I claim it, I am it. You, Chris Jericho, are my obstacle, and I'm going straight through you to prove that I am the best in the world at everything I do. Hi, Bomb.
fights Chris Jericho, he says he then says that if Punk uh, gets DQ'd, he will lose the championship. So the lights go out, and the light-up jacket comes out. Yes, this is one of Chris Jericho's best incarnations, in my view. Yes, the fiber optic Christmas tree jacket. Yes. Chris Jericho makes his entrance, and they wait forever to play the uh, to play the video for the match. Chris Jericho says that CM Punk's father is a drunk, and his sister has substance abuse issues, and CM Punk is the legal definition of a bastard. Chris Jericho has returned to prove that he is the best in the world and to become the WWE champion. Hmm. Storyline is a little rough. This is why uh, Chris Jericho should have won the Royal Rumble because they may have been able to avoid some of this uh, family issue things. Yeah. Punk gets a huge fireworks display outside the arena. Someone has a huge sign that just says, CM Punk hates you. Well, it's probably like his mom or like his sister or something. Like CM Punk probably does hate you. Probably. Like, that's a probably that's like that's probably it's not, it's an accurate wrong. statement. Yeah, it's probably an accurate statement. Yes. Amateur wrestling by both men. CM Punk gets the better of Jericho early with punches to the back of the head. Punk lands many knees to the face as the ref counts and gets to four. He then backs off. They then play up the DQ stipulation as Jericho keeps slapping Punk and it, it, it has to anger Punk and again counts to four. Jericho yells, Hey Punk, how's your father? And this pisses off Punk. Punk grabs a chair after Jericho asks about his sister, and then Jericho begs for a chair shot and talks crap about his dad and his sister some more and continues to beg him to hit him. CM Punk throws the chair away, gives Jericho an upper hand, gives Jericho the upper hand, who hits a springboard dropkick. Jericho then hits a suplex from the apron to the floor. Some great fast-paced wrestling between Punk and Jericho. Punk hits a high knee and a running bulldog, but Jericho counters it, and he hits a lion salt. Punk gets his knees up, but Jericho braced and tries to, for the walls of Jericho, but Punk counters out of that. Punk climbs to the top rope. It takes a long time to hit his elbow drop. Jericho gets his knees up. Jericho then hits a code breaker, and Punk rolls out of the ring. Punk is rolled back into the ring. Punk hits Jericho with the GTS, but Jericho takes forever to make the cover. Or sorry, Punk makes the, takes forever to make the cover, and Jericho gets his foot on the bottom rope. Uh, Punk is hung up at the top rope, and then falls to the mat, and Jericho hits a lion salt for a two. Jericho is back body dropped to the outside by Punk. He follows up with a suicide dive, uh, but Jericho throws Punk into the dashboards. Punk falls up to the knee, uh, falls up with a knee, bouncing Jericho's head off the ring post. Punk tries for a springboard move, but Jericho turns into a code breaker for another two. Jericho tries for the walls again, but Punk gets out, uh, gets out, gets out and again, uh, the, anaconda, the anaconda vice is locked in. 
Jericho screams in pain, and eventually he taps out to the Anaconda Vice. Yeah. It was a so, 22 minutes and 23 second match. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a good match between Punk and between Punk and Jericho. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I I think I'm I'm not a fan of the storyline. Like, I think that the way that they discuss some of the like the substance issues and and things that Punk did go through. Like he, he Punk has said that some of the things in the storyline are based off of uh, real life. So. Um, I, and he did it with permission, of course. Uh, but like some of the things that were said, I was like, this is kind of icky. So I wish that element had been taken out. If Jericho had won elimination chamber or the Royal rumble or something along those lines, that's an organic way of building a wrestling feud within the company. And we didn't necessarily need that, but the match itself was good. Yeah, no, I love the match. Once I got past all the storyline bullshit, they could actually have a match. Right. But yeah. Um, Alright, that was probably my match of the night. I would I would agree with that. After some commercials, Brodus Clay comes out with the Funkasaurus. Comes out. The Funkasaurus is at WrestleMania. And he is going to do something special. And he wants everyone to pull their cell phones out and call their mamas. And then his theme song plays, and you know somebody called my mama, and then he does his, his dinosaur arms, and yep, some guy on the screen calls his mama. Bruce Clay calls his mama, and Bruce Clay wishes that she could be there, but then he finds and then out she, that he's there. She's there, and the bridge club yeah. is there, and then Grannies come out and dance. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. we had this long ass segment, and not Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. Yeah, but let's let's just view it as a breather between the best match on the show and the main event. I know, but still. Yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, you need a breather between things. Uh, Brodus Clay was kind of funny. Yep. Calling his mama. Yep. Although, whenever somebody says that, like, in wrestling, like, call your old mama, I just think of, like, that one part that one uh promo from tna where like i think it was sojo bolt was just like raisha you ain't my mama and awesome Kong, you may have looked like you eating my mama but you're not my mama either jesus <laughs> i know it's all yeah all right are you ready for once in a lifetime zach Yay! Once in a lifetime, we'll never have to see this match ever again. Yay! The Rock versus John Cena. The promo package plays where the locker room says how important this match is and nothing building up to re- then- wait, what? And nothing building up the re- I don't fucking know what I wrote. Anyway- Nothing building up this rematch. That's going to happen. That's most of what I meant to write. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's once in a lifetime. Yes. Justin Robertson introduces Sean Combs. He introduces Machine Gun Kelly. He does a song, Invincible. The crowd boos him out of the building. And the boos get louder as John Cena's music hits. Cena is shocked by the boos. 
and tries to play to the crowd. Justin Robertson introduces Flowrider. He sings Good Feeling and Wild Ones. Flowrider being Dodie's favorite rapper. Oh, Fred Durst is going to be very upset when he hears that. He is. Sorry, Fred. Sorry you had to hear it from me. The crowd is hot. The bell rings. After a long rock up, Cena throws rock to the ground to a thunderous boo. A let's go Cena, Cena sucks chant breaks out. Another lockup, but this time Cena's thrown to the ground. Both men are milking every move, every long headlock, everything. Rock finally gets a cradle for a two count. Um, Cena gets a headlock to the Rock after some back and forth. We get these bursts of moves uh, by either man. <clears throat> On the outside, John Cena works over the ribs of the Rock. By slamming him into the announce table, ribs first. A belly to belly to the rock continues attacking the ribs. After a long bear hug spot, rock comes back and hits a spine buster. He then sets up for a people's elbow, but John Cena hits his masturbation move and yes. gathered chorus of booze. He finally hits the five knuckle shuffle, but Cena acts confident and waits for the rock to get up. Eventually, he does. He goes for an AA, but The Rock gets out of it, and they both hit clotheslines on each other to take each other down. And Rock is gassed. Yep. Cena hits an AA, but can only get a two count. Rock hits a rock bottom out of nowhere for a two count. Uh, the crowd is going nuts, but after the rock bottom, they are dead silent. Cena climbs on to the top rope. Rock takes forever getting up. Cena hits a leg drop to the back. And it looks like The Rock didn't take the move that well as Cena's holding his knee. And actually, this is a spot where Rock uh, got injured. <clears throat> Cena measures The Rock and tries for a double, uh, for an AA, but The Rock hangs onto the top rope. Rock gets a double leg takedown and applies a terrible-looking sharpshooter. Now His, his sharpshooter has always looked bad. It but... has. It looks extra yeah. bad, though. Yeah. Now on the outside, The Rock throws Cena into the steel steps. Both men get back in the ring. Cena gets the STF. The ref checks The Rock's arm and falls once. It falls twice, but it stays up the third time. Rock's alive. Very old school. He's able to pull himself to the ring. Or to the ropes, excuse me. Both men are now spent. And out of nowhere, Cena gets a Samoan drop. Both men are unable to get up. But they finally get up at the count of eight. Rock tries for a rock bottom, but Cena escapes. Cena then tries for a, trip for a double A. Rock escapes. Rock hits a spine buster. He hits people's elbow. Cena kicks out of two on the people's elbow. Rock is catapulted to the top turnbuckle. Cena then follows up with a roll-up, but he only gets a two. Uh, rock then climbs to the top rope, something he never does. And he hits a cross body block to Cena. But Cena rolls through. And he devlists the rock. And he sets him up. And he hits the TA. But the rock kicks out at the very last second. Because rock is Superman here. Yes. Cena yes. then looks at his hand. And he shrugs. And he does his own version of the people's elbow. When the rock nips up. He hits the rock bottom. And he picks up the victory. The Rock has beat John Cena 
in 30 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah. Honestly, at the time, this was, like, shocking. Because we knew that The Rock wasn't going to be on Monday Night Raw the next night. Because, you know, it's The Rock. So, to see John Cena lose here, it was like, oh. Uh, well... Something must be going on then, because otherwise, uh, Cena would not have uh, lost, I don't think. So it was interesting. He asked uh, about Monday night. Do you know what happens the next night on Raw? Brock Lesnar comes back. Brock Lesnar, yes. Brock is dun, back. Dun, 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 yeah. And it was actually funny. I was listening to the. Uh, Wrestling Observer Live or Wrestling Observer Radio from that time, and Brian Alvarez is like, "Oh, we're getting The Rock versus Brock Lesnar, or we're gonna get Brock versus Cena or something at WrestleMania." Mark my words. Hmm. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. All right. What did you think of this WrestleMania? Overall, uh, it's been like the last two WrestleManias where nothing was like super offensive, but very few things really stood out. Um, like I said, I know a lot of people who view uh, end of uh, era match as like their favorite WWE match ever. But like when I was watching it this time, a lot of the story elements were just kind of out of place. I for think me. it was more or less like. I mean, granted, we know the result. I think right. that kind of hurts watching it. But it's also because we had that drama of not knowing. So I think it was one of those, like, you just kind of overlooked that. Yeah, I think, like, if, if I were to go back and watch live again, I'd probably say that that was probably the best match of the night overall. But like I said, upon second watch, or in my case, like, third watch, it doesn't age very well, in my opinion. Um, Jericho versus CM Punk was a very good wrestling match. I think, again, marred by the storytelling. I just wasn't a fan of the like a lot of the stories going into this WrestleMania. There was a lot of things that were either seemed kind of gratuitous or were kind of childish. And that, in and of itself, is kind of noteworthy, I think. This yeah. is like... This is a... Uh, a standard bearer in terms of like what WWE storytelling is going to be like for the next several years. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. I thought punk versus Jericho was a match of the night. Uh, overall, it's like, this is the end of the WrestleMania. I guess without the top three matches, this mania is kind of there. Yeah. Honestly, this is, mm -hmm. this could be any pay-per-view. Like they could have, with the exception of Rock Cena, uh, any of these matches, oh, and the exception of the Maria Menounos match, any of these matches could have been on Unforgiven or Backlash or whatever uh, pay-per-view that they were going to have. Did you like, watch this on DVD? I did. Did they cut anything? Like, was there literally only mm -hmm. one or two backstage segments? Yeah, it it was pretty light. I I didn't I didn't have any notes on ones that 
you you I missed didn't miss yeah so I thought they did a good job hyping up the Rock versus Cena it felt like this big once in a lifetime match mm-hmm. so are you ready to get into star ratings yes what did Dave Meltzer the one and only wrestling observer have to say Sheamus versus uh, Daniel Bryan done. Kane oh, that's versus... a minus five star. <laughs> Kane versus Randy Orton. One and three quarter stars. Makes sense. Big Show versus Cody Rhodes. One and a half stars. Okay. I can I can live with that. Women's tag team match. One and a quarter stars. Mm-hmm. Undertaker versus Triple H. Four and four three and quarters. Th- yeah, I knew it was going to be four and three quarters. The Raw versus SmackDown. Two and a quarter stars. Jericho versus uh, Punk. Your guess? Three and three quarters. You are correct. Yeah. And Rock versus Cena. I would say, I think he's going to give it three and a half. Three and three quarters. Oh, he liked that match. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got WrestleMania 29. Yay! It's not once in a lifetime. It's twice in a lifetime. As John Cena and The Rock lock up again. But this time, it's for the WWE title. Yes. All right. Well, check out our website, ReviewAmania.com. There you'll find all our previous podcasts, all our reviews of WrestleMania, our Japanese wrestler spotlight, our ill-fated attempt at doing weekly AEW. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, until next time, take care. Be safe. Yes. Really. Bye-bye.